they can't see your thumbs up, Robbie. This is an audio podcast for the love of God. Hey, welcome, boys and girls, to Brian and me. We're a lifestyle brand where we talk about soccer and other things, other podcasty things. Hey, we're back. Episode 96. It's like we just left. Because we recorded a late episode last week and an early episode this week. But we have guests and we accommodate our guests. Tonight's show is really fun because we've got Robbie Rogers on the show. I don't know how many, how many times has he been on the show, Brian? I believe, and don't quote me, are we counting? Well, first of all, are we counting the... Um, the betrayal? The betrayal episode. Um, yeah, we'll count it because Gianna's a better host than us, so... <laughs> that's that's we'll accurate Robbie coming in then um i believe this makes does this make four or five this might be five because we invited him on once just before like chicago it was i don't even think chicago and gotham played that week we just brought robbie on once and then we had him come on twice last season just for leading up to chicago and gotham matches which has kind of become a tradition now of right. doing that a fourth time was when he, uh, he was on talking about LSU basketball when he was talking about his trip to Knoxville and his trip to the mm. SEC tournament. And then the fifth time was with Gianna Belcastro of Women's Sports Matter podcast. So this is technically number six. This is number six. He is the he has been on the show the most of any of our guests. I think him, uh, Mike Kelleher, who we're going to have on in the next week or two, he has an exciting announcement that he wants to break on our show. He didn't oh, what? tell me what it is. Mike Kelleher wants to come back. So it's it's Robbie, uh, Mike. This is just terms of appearances, not in terms of quality of guests, because Robbie's number one. Oh, we love you, Robbie. You're not going to listen because you're on the show. He'll never hear this. Wow. Mike Kelleher, too. I think Gianna, they're probably number three. I want to say they've been on, well, twice. Oh, if you count the betrayal one, maybe it is just... <laughs> two or three times i think it's two or three times by the way um we're not even, i haven't even gotten into what we're going to talk about tonight robbie is our host or our guest host tonight he's going to be joining us at some point but uh this weekend chicago and gotham play against each other so we're going to talk about it but this this week's got a little extra flavor to the pizza derby the pizza terrence trent derby because gina lewandowski the reason Robbie is a Gotham supporter is retiring. And this is her last match, her last match. So uh, we're going to ask memories, him about <laughs> precious memories. And he has many of them, including a lot of selfies. We're going to talk about his fandom connected to Gina, his favorite moment uh, supporting Gina Lewandowski. And also we're going to ask the question everybody's thinking about. You're going to have to wait for the interview to hear it. But before we get to the show, you see that? Ooh, I that's the heck out of that kids, one. Kids in the biz, we call that a tease. Ooh, you're on the edge of your seat. Don't fall over. Um, Women's Sports Matter podcast with Gianna Castro. Our show is dropping the same day as their episode with Tatum Malazzo of the Chicago NWSL soccer athletes. So just 
press stop on our episode and go find <laughs> go, see if, go see if that one's out yet go listen to that first yes and then, and then maybe if you just don't put this on because it will really pale in comparison give it a buffer of a couple days <laughs> give it a couple days before you listen well, you to know our show. you know what you've, you've actually already started the show so we get credit for the play here <laughs> you can exit now <laughs> just 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 abandon ship just hit that eject button you know, uh, smash that obje- <laughs> smash that x on the corner of your screen this is not on a web browser if you're listening on a web browser you're probably 75 you're probably pretty old anywho we're gonna talk before we get robbie on here we're gonna talk about the cruise front offices uh, decision that they've made and the ripple effect of that decision now we're not talking about deshaun watson um but it's it's in the same line it's in the yeah. same in the same vein we're going to talk about that and how um crew supporters are justifiably unhappy about the goings-ons within the front office of columbus crew sc columbus sc as everybody knows them and then we're going to bring robbie onto the show before that we are going to talk about the uh also espn fc out in the uk edition they came up with their top 50 list of the 50 best women's footballers in the world and we're going to talk about all the nwsl players on there uh, all four of them all four or five of them uh, but first uh <laughs> let's let's go into that uh, crew talk because brian i know we talked a little bit last week about the drama when it came to crew rhino and the safari behind all that but um if you thought it was bad then it's really bad now and for actual legitimate reasons yeah, yeah. hold uh, as samuel jackson eloquently put it many times in the 1993 thrill of Jurassic park hold on to your butts i was covering the crew v real salt lake match on saturday night it was a 10 o'clock eastern time match Whew. Whew. i was tired snoring. tired it's a late match while i'm covering it i'm watching the match in my brain is so focused on that and writing and trying to get it, the article done by the time the final whistle blows, I press submit ready to go out that apparently 30 minutes before the final whistle stuff started coming out from the Nordec and the front office because on Friday, and we'll talk about this too on Friday, I'm sure as you've heard, if you haven't, and you're listening to our show, really on Friday, the not so Supreme court, decided to overturn the 50 years of precedence they had in the Roe v. Wade decision, ultimately giving all the states their own decision-making power to either keep or ban abortions for women. Our show tonight, we're not going to jump into any legalese or anything like that because basically none of us have that ability to do that. We don't have... um, crew lawyer extraordinaire charles campesano on here to talk about it but we are going to talk about kind of the fallout from that because you saw on friday obviously statements started getting released teams started releasing statements and all the nwsl teams did i mean chicago took them like seven hours or so yeah it took them better late than ever i guess but they they still did it the same day and i mean you're not getting brownie points for being the first one out there but you had seattle they released one pretty quick. Uh, or not Seattle, Portland, excuse me. Portland and Orlando released them pretty quickly, and they had dual ones because ownership owns 
both the NWSL side and the MLS side. Um, Houston also had their own thing, but eventually all 12 NWSL teams did it. And now you see a smattering of MLS teams that have released statements. Well, in the crew world, here's my thought on the whole statement thing. (laughs) I'll bring up my thought on statements first. I feel like at a certain point it becomes more of a performance, you know, like after uh, the murdering of George, George Floyd in 2020, everybody was releasing statements. Even toilet paper companies were releasing statements. Like at a certain point, it's like, I don't need a statement from, you know, the Hershey's chocolate company. Like, I don't need like statements like that. And, and they were like, the statements were also very bland boilerplate, very like, we, um, you know, apologize. We stand with people that are killed. It, you know, it, it used right. that. It, it was like very like, you know, it didn't say like, well, we want to hold the police accountable for things that they're doing, or we want to, right. you know, continue to want to fight for justice. You know, it was very like all live. It was it was some all lives matter bullshit. Like, let's be honest. Right. It was it was very like people shouldn't be killed. <laughs> okay. But- that's uh, i agree with you yes people shouldn't be killed but if you look at the sports world you had varying degrees on the spectrum you had the atlanta dream wearing vote warnock shirts whenever their owner one of their owners was kelly loffler the one who's going against uh uh reverend warnock whatever in the in the georgia runoff election you had a lot of like pretty strong statements even in major league soccer they did something at the mls's back tournament where every black player stood on the field in orlando where they did the tournament and all of them wore special shirts for it, and they had a moment and it was like supposed to represent you know unity and coming together and all that's great so now fast forward to 2022 and this is really the biggest moment we've had collectively as a nation since that. I'm not talking yeah. politics or who wins elections or anything like that, but this is the one time where people are like, okay, I want to see what you think. Because making decisions nowadays, right, is very is very spe- specific for specific people. Like whenever I was a kid, I grew up rooting for my sports teams and I rooted for them because I was from there. And that's really how sports were built, right? It was, I'm from here. I support the team. I love the Browns and the, you know, then Indians and the Cavs. And I support them because I'm from that area. And that was enough. But today, rightfully so, we have the decisions that we can make based on what we believe and what we think is right. And so I'm watching the match. It's the second half. It's over. It's almost midnight. And something comes out about the crew had not made a statement. The Columbus crew of MLS hadn't made a statement. The Nordec, which is the supporters group of the crew, if you're not a Columbus crew fan, they collectively represent all the crew supporters. And they also, um, it's also synonymous with the supporters section of the stadium. So the Nordec is an organization. And there's also the Nordec end of the stadium. Well, um, it, it came out that the crew were not going to release a statement because they were like, oh, this is too political. And we have people in our front office who agree with the decision. So we're not going to make a statement, which uh, the crew fan base, I don't know other fan bases, maybe all the fan bases are like this. You have a very strong opinions on certain things. You have very strong feelings about certain things. And 
yeah, this was one of those um, moments that it feels like a tipping point for a lot of people's crew fandom where you have people saying, I'm not going to buy season tickets anymore. Mm -hmm. They're talking about a banning of concessions right now where they're not going to buy beer. They say, if you're instead of buying beer, donate to this charity, that charity, they have different charities you can donate to. There's even talks and this is not official. It's just where I've heard from people. Is there even going to do a walkout after the national Mm -hmm. anthem on Sunday? Um, there ha- it's a fireworks game. You're playing Philadelphia Sunday night. Weather should be nice. And they're after the anthem, when the stadium is full, ready for the match, supporters are apparently going to walk out. Um, I don't know if that's official yet. You really have to build some steam for that if you want it to work. I haven't seen anything come out about it. But it, people are rightfully unhappy about it. What did you think as you kind of saw this unravel, Bryant? Yeah, I mean, I was kind of thinking along the same lines. Like, uh, I, I knew, like, we, we've talked a lot about the Haslams. We've talked a lot about, like, obviously what they've done with Sean Watson. But outside of that, like, these are people that are well known for who they support, what they support, where they've, mm. where they've spent their money. Um, so did I expect this, like, um, amazing statement i i guess like i agree with what with what everybody's saying like because i i definitely subscribe to the idea you know i go back i always go back to the quote from martin luther king where he talks about the white moderates right like, like the people who choose not to take a stand are are the real stumbling block to any kind of progress in this country it's not you know i, I don't remember the exact verbiage of the quote but he talks about it's not the ku klux klan and the uh, you know, in the city, the white mm. white citizens council, it's it's the white moderate who says, on one hand, I support I support you, but on the other hand, isn't willing to to do or say anything about it. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I, I I don't expect I didn't expect much out of them to begin with, just based on their track record. Um. But yeah, I'm totally like I th- I think the fan base. I think fan bases were starting to realize we have to demand more mm. like these, these organizations, these organizations, whether we like it or not have a platform, like people are going to listen. Um, now they may not listen to some boilerplate, uh, something that the crew put out, but they may listen to something that the players have to say, you know, you've got some players, you know, on this team that, you know, I want to know what's, uh, you know, I, I want to know where, where the players stand. I want to know where people stand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, at some point, like, I know people like to talk about unity and, and things like that, but at some point we're going to have to take sides here. Yeah. Like the time for sitting in the middle and saying, Oh, I don't want to get political, blah, blah, blah. That time passed a long time ago. Right. Like at some point, you know, you, I hate to quote a country song, but Aaron Tippin had a country song, so you got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything, right? Like, right. You know, so I mean, I'm with them. Like, at some point, we have to demand more. Right. Like, and, and if that means, you know, that we stop, that we stop supporting certain teams or we stop supporting certain organizations or we decide where to spend our money. Mm-hmm. Um, then so be it. Now I will say too, like, where does that eventually lead? Like what, 
at some point, you know, if we don't support, if we're going to say, well, I'm not going to support anything that isn't perfect or anything that isn't, you know, doesn't agree with me. Right. You're going to watch the next Marvel movie. Cause I guarantee you Disney's given plenty of money to conservatives and anti-choice politicians. I know they, they had a big argument with, with DeSantis down in Florida, but they also spent a lot of money on his campaign before that. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I agree. And I, and, you know, I, I completely support what they're doing, but at the same time, like what, where do we draw the line? Like, where do we, and I think that obviously that's up to each individual. Like ultimately we all got to look ourselves in the mirror and determine if we, we did or didn't, you know, live our beliefs, but it's, it's a hard thing. Like that, that all being said, like I'm right on with them. Like, I think if you want to force these, force these types of organizations to change, you got to hurt their wallet. Like you, like they're they're not going to respond to tweets. They're not going to respond to. No, uh, I know the person who does the social media. Like it's not it's not his decision. He's an employee getting underpaid, just like everybody else is in the organization. You know, like they're not going to respond to tweets. Like they're going to respond, and and you're hoping that they're going to respond if they'll respond at all. To you, got to hurt their wallet. Like don't buy merch don't you know if you've already bought tickets for a game then i mean you've already bought tickets for a game but don't buy new tickets to a game you know don't don't buy don't buy tickets for other games for the club don't go on to uh you know when your rep calls you about your season tickets next year hey sorry i've decided not to renew you know i mean i think it's and it's also really easy for me to sit here and say this when i'm you know, I'm eight hours away. I'm not going to matches. I'm not. I'm not. I've, there I've are never people who are look. saying it. Like our, our but like folks we were even texting with. Like yeah, who have season tickets? Like I don't because I'm there covering matches. But a lot of people are saying I'm not going to renew my tickets. Yeah. I'm not going to do it because I don't support somebody who doesn't support, you know, women in this situation. Um, and I, you talk about this like passive indifference that the leadership has there they're there to make money the Haslam family they're there to make money i had a i had a conversation with somebody and it's funny now thinking about it just from where we are now from where we were last year uh we have had somebody on the show before who works in the political world now we had them on the show for non-political things and for other stuff that they do but they're known for political dealings even working at companies who have lobbyists and lobby for different things with politicians so this person doesn't have at least with the ultra you know reading the news connected down with everything that i disagree with kind of folks they don't like this person based off of that kind of thing well um last year i was talking to this person in in columbus at the match I was talking to them and we were just having a nice conversation because I haven't seen them. I'd never met them in person. We had them on Brian and me. We talked you know, on the internet a ton. We have like a digital friendship, but I never met them in person. So I was like, hey, how's it going? And we chatted. And then somebody came up to me. I feel like I shared this story on the show before. Somebody came sure. up and they're like, do you know what that person works for? Do you know what that person does for a living? You know this, blah, blah, blah. And this is some drunk crew fan who, um, actually, I know who they are. We're not like 
buddy buddies or anything like that, but I knew them enough to know who they were and stuff. And I was like, look at, look at your ownership. Like, where does your ownership give money? Where does your ownership support? And this is last year. I'm like, so don't like, you can come after one person, but I was pretty much like, get the hell out of here. Look at what your owners donate to. And you're fine with that. But one individual person you're not fine with. So I, I hated when they, like, when you can put a face to it and it's someone close, you can feel like you can attack them. But whenever you're supporting your team who the Haslam's have given millions of dollars not just this this campaign cycle for 16 to 20 it was over a million you don't know how much they've given before his brother was a governor of, of tennessee how much money did they give him over the years like this is not like private information the haslams didn't come to columbus to save a team that's what we give that's the story we put on it they came here to make money. <laughs> they yeah, came I here because they saw a reason to make it's, money. It's a business. They they saw, hey, this is a passionate group. We can get down here by this team. They're passionate. They want to save the team. They want to do all this. Give so them a stadium. We're gonna make. Like we're us. gonna make. We're gonna make bank. Like. And now, a week ago, you had a pride tifo, uh, a huge pride tifo. You had a June Juneteenth tifo in the second half, and now you're in a situation where from that Supreme court case, they're talking about, even in the future, one of the justices is like, we should overturn, you know, these cases too, and make the States make the decision state cases on contraception cases on same sex marriage, same sex relationships, the same thing that you just allowed to have this big banner. Oh, look, we're diverse. And this is great. So what's going to happen if that gets reversed, what are you going to do that crew ownership? Are you going to speak out against these politicians who you, aren't speaking out against now, is that going to totally change? And now you all of a sudden are fine with not allowing, you know, same sex relationships, same sex couples. You've got these companies now of all these large companies that are coming out and saying, um, Hey, we're going to, you know, if, if, we, we we've got an employee in a state that's banned abortion four thousand bucks yeah they'll if, pay. if they have to travel we'll pay for the expenses are you also going to stop donating to the politicians that passed that you know nominated these supreme courts and have passed these uh right laws in the in their in the state that they're in i mean it's just again it's a phrase i come back to a lot on this show there's no ethical consumption of capitalism like no. we all we all got our hands dirty and we all got to figure out what we can do to get through the day like you said where's the line yeah where's the line and even on like and we i even not hesitate bringing it up because i don't think it's bad we you and i brian we talked about this earlier today because i wanted to tell you off of a podcast like i don't agree with overturning roe v wade at all i don't agree with people in power having the power to you know stop you from making medical decisions on your own now do i like do i like abortions just for the heck of it no i don't but i also i don't care because it's not me and i'm not going to tell other people i don't judge people who have them like they're they're non-medical and medical reasons people have them and i don't agree that anyone should be criminalized or punished for anything like that it in my own beliefs i don't like abortions but i'm also not getting one i also can't have a child i don't live in those situations i don't have those pressures and i don't have those life issues against me and obviously it's you know it's it's impacting a lot more people, you know, outside of the white Caucasian suburbs 
yeah. that people that are talking about it the most, like it, it impacts a ton of people. So I don't, I don't like it, but also I'm never going to support banning it. I support supporting people and helping people, but I'm also, you know, I understand how people's lives can get into those situations. It's, it's just a bad, it's a bad moment, but there's so much connection to rightfully so the people who are really happy about it, supporting it claim to believe in similar things that I do. And I just don't, it's such a tough situation. And these people who run the crew fall into it. And I'm just nervous about if further things happen in years to come down the road about, you know, like I said, same sex couples, contraception, things like that. Are they suddenly going to be like, well, okay, I'm not going to get, you know, uh, I'm not going to not support that anymore, or I'm going to be okay with them overturning. And if you look at the MLS teams that have given a statement outside of the ones that were connected to an NWSL team, they're all in States where, it's actually pretty okay to say that kind of stuff. Sure. Like in Ohio, you don't have Cincinnati or Columbus doing it because you're in a state that is closer to banning them altogether than there is any kind of openness to the idea. So it's no coincidence there that a lot of these MLS teams haven't said anything because they're in states where, you know, it's, it's being banned and it's a less politically favorable environment. Ultimately, ultimately, like like most other things, it comes down to money. Like the clubs that and do it, they're just trying to distract you from other. Yeah, like the clubs that do it. Like, do you think honestly, the Haslam's? We're, we're talking about the crew, right? The Haslam's. Do you think in in their deepest heart of hearts they believe in things like gay marriage? No. Honestly, if they, if they ran the world, can make all the laws. You think they're letting? gay folks get married no probably not i think that i think society has changed enough where the views like that to an extent now again let let things change and, and let you know the supreme courts do whatever the hell they want to do and all of a sudden when it's a little more acceptable to have those beliefs again like it was even 10 years ago um like you it's know, worse than it was 10 years ago you know those the those those types of beliefs when it when they're not as worried that, that having those types of beliefs is going to cost them money and they're also not trying to sell you a pro a kit you know a special kit that's uh specialized for pride all right buy this pride banner look at this big tifo um you know it's it, it's going to be potentially a different story yeah yeah but that's uh the front office situation since it happened Friday. Like I haven't, I've already wanted to make decisions in my life in terms of where I'm writing and how much I'm doing it and stuff. And it, um, the whole situation and everything, I just, it just feels so inconsequential. It just feels so unimportant to do. And just seeing like anybody going on Friday, like, Oh, things are normal. Everything's cool. Like people talking about like sports on Twitter. I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? I'm not even somebody, like I said, I'm not personally impacted and I'm upset. I even just said, I don't like abortions and I'm upset about this happening. Like, how can you just live life? Like everything's fine. That was was just my own little, yeah. I was texting with a mutual friend of ours who uh, he and I have fairly similar politics. Um, And I I literally, I think I said the words at one point, um, you know, all this is going on and I'm sitting here 
pardon my language, at a fucking desk job working on insurance. Like, and it, it, the thing I was doing, because I, I mean, I have to, right? I got to pay rent. I got to do these things, um, whether I want to or not. Like, it felt very just inconsequential and felt very like, it, it honestly felt very hopeless. Like, very, like, things are only going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and odds are not get worse for white men like us <laughs> like no. obviously not get worse for us but the society society overall is just yeah but it's i think one one other thing and then uh will we can move on because i don't want to spend the whole show on this is you know you're gonna see a lot of people saying to go out and vote like the, that's the only solution and look i'm not gonna tell people not to go vote go vote you still should vote still, still you still should vote because I think I think there's a strong case to be made, and I'm I'm about as lefty as they come, that the the Democratic Party that is not going to make that is not going to actively try and make things worse is better still than the people that are actually actively trying to make things worse. That yeah. being said, the Democratic Party ain't coming to save us. <laughs> no, no. Um, Joe's coming to save you. He's eating poli- ice cream right now. The politicians aren't coming to save you. So no. we have got to take care. We have got to take care of each other. Mm-hmm. Like we've got to. I think you're gonna see more and more um, things like mutual aid becoming more and more important. Yeah. Um, like you mutual know, fund type things, not like talking at a high level, but within communities. Like there's no like strengthening community ties where obviously we don't have a lot of strong community ties and i think yeah and i think so much of of our system is set up to to prevent that because solidarity um is something that leads to to radical change ultimately when i start to realize um you know just from a capitalist standpoint i've got way the hell more in common with the guy at my job who's sweeping the floors than i do with the ceo Right. And, and some I, folks in your situation would be like, oh, I'm not cleaning. I'm doing that. And you feel like you're superior, but you're in the same boat. I, you know, I got way more in common with that guy than I do the CEO at my company who is making, mm-hmm. you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in stock options and everything else. Like, right. He's working in a whole, he's basically we're living in a whole different, might as well be living in a whole different world. Um, and, so I think we have to realize that we're going to have to take care of each other. Like they're not coming to save us. They're, they're, they're only going to do so much. And we have to, we have to get together. We have to help each other. We got to look out for one another. We got to find the things like there are going to be some things that we disagree on, but the relative human, the humanity of people can't be one of those things. First of all, like I know there's a lot of talk about we gotta we gotta come together and we gotta be united and all this good stuff. We need another song by Gal Gadot. We need if, another song, yeah. By if her. if you can't see the basic humanity in someone, whether that you know whether that person's trans, whether that person is uh, an immigrant, whether that person different is than you in any way at all, <laughs> different than you, then we're not going to be able to come together. Like no. that's just not going to happen. 
but I think we've got to find the things and we've got to get more of an understanding and have some empathy with one another. And we've got to take care of each other because we're kind of on our own here. I think that it's a great way to put it. And I mean, these sports supporters, they become family, they become friends. That's a great place to start. (laughs) That's a great place to start because you have common ground and you're seeing a lot of people believing the same things. Even if, you know, even if the, uh, every single belief isn't completely there, you have foundational items that everyone can agree upon and just work to support each other and, it's a great way to put it, Brian. Well done. Well done. Yeah, let's let's move on because I think we've talked about that a lot. And um, from here on out, it only becomes <laughs> venting. And- it just gets it gets dark. It, it, that it tends to get a little darker and a little darker as it goes. And yeah, there's yeah. there's no good place this is going. So, but I, re- Brian, I do respect you for just having the conversation with me offline and on here. Yeah. Even though I know we aren't a hundred percent on the same page, but we like the same book. <laughs> we like the same book. We're not on the same page, but the ending's still pretty cool. And I'm glad that you're my friend. And I'm glad that everyone listening, if you're our friends, glad you're Cheers our friends to too. That. Cheers. My coffee cup's empty. And also the cup is empty as well. Mm. But what's not empty is our zoom room and our hearts. And our hearts. Oh, we've got a special pal on the show who ranks number one in the most appearances on Brian Me Ever. Robbie Rogers, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. You know, just back on Brian and Me for the record. Woo! Time. Yeah, we were right. It was six times. We Ooh. were trying to count through six. Yeah, you are the record holder. Mike Kelleher is right under you. I think this is including the awkward twitch phase this might be his fourth or fifth so you got competition don't act like you're you know you're you're the goat of uh brian and me guests but definitely well welcome welcome to the show before we get into we have questions for you specifically we have one question that's not about you per se did you see the top 50 women footballers in the world list by ESPN FC. Did you see that come out? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty European. Pretty European. There are five <laughs> NWSL players on there. It's got five. a it's got a uh it's got a beret and it's sipping like a uh, a tiny <laughs> cup of espresso. It has like, like one of those little French cigarettes, you know, like Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I felt it was very um it was very smug just reading it. It felt very <laughs> smug towards me. Uh, but no, we we all saw the list. Yeah, top 50 list. And this is not from ESPN here in America. ESPN FC. This one is by the ESPN UK website. So this is not, um, yeah, this you, is not from somebody in Bristol, Connecticut. With this list. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm going to read the top 10. Um, Ada Hergeberg. From Lyon, Aitana Bomadi from Barcelona, Jennifer Hermosa from Pachuca, uh, Marie Antoinette Catodo from PSG. Brian, can go we, ahead. Can we stop for a minute? The fact that there is there is a player whose name is Marie Antoinette and that plays for Paris is just chef's kiss. Like there is just like I really I hope she doesn't let that go to her head. 
Mm. Um, and you know, oh, hope she, <laughs> I hope she doesn't, uh, you know, get too angry and lose her head. Oh um, man, let the let the meat cake let the meat cake caves. Oh my god, number six is the uh, the highest ranked American on here, Katarina Macario, who mm. plays at Leon, does not play in America. Pernell Harder, Chelsea, uh, Caroline Graham Hansen, Barca, Viviana, Medima, Arsenal. Sam Kerr, uh, Chelsky, and then Alexi Putellis, uh, Bar- Barcelona. I probably butchered names, but yeah, it's an extremely, uh, extremely European list. Now, without looking at the list, if you already have it up in front of you, if you already know the answer, um, we'll tease it then for the folks at home. If you don't know the answer, Bryant, guess which player, or not which player, guess the ranking of the highest NWSL ranked player. Um, I'm or do actually, you know the answer? I know the answer because I'm looking at the list. Do you know um, the answer, Robbie? Yeah. Okay. The highest ranked player from currently playing the NWSL on the list is number 19. <laughs> 19. John Corleone's going to be happy about this one. He's going to be very happy about this one. Rose Lavelle was the 19th person on the list. The other NWSL players at number 21 – Coming up pretty close um, is Dabinia. Dabinia is the next NWSL player, um, like I mentioned, number 21. And you have to go pretty far down the list to get to the rest of the NWSL players. I was going to say, I'm scrolling. Trinity Rodman is number 33. Alex Morgan is number 36. Sam Mewis, who, once you played for Man City, was top two players in the world. Number one. Oh, she, she was number, number one? one. Yeah, numero um, uno. Now she did. Uh, to be fair, she did have an injury, but I remember last year at the same time, Mew was dropped. I think it was in the Guardians' top list from top one or two in the Guardians, not ESPN, down to the teens before she got injured. Um, so Sam Mew is his thirty seventh best player in the world. How the mighty have fallen. Um, and then we have who's the last one on air? Oh, Jess Fishlock. Jess Fishlock at forty-four. Yeah, and at number forty-four. No, that's that's it. Uh, oh, Chris- sorry, Christine Sinclair at forty-nine. So there were six. Yeah, you have six NWSL players on the list. Um, what do we think about NWSL not having really much representation at all? And who would you put on this list if you could name like two or three players that you think are missing? Robbie, go first. You're a distinguished guest. Uh, I'll put CC Kaiser on the list. Oh my God, Alex! <laughs> How much did Alex pay you? Get that troll crap out of here. Oh, God. oh Let me never guess. mind, Num- Brian. Number- you go first. Number one, CC Kaiser. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's number. She's number one through fifty for Alex Duma. <laughs> it's like um, the uh, the Chappelle skit with making the band, where he's like, "Who are the top five rappers of all time?" Dylan, 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 <laughs> Dylan, and Dylan. That's Alex sp- talking about CC. Because <laughs> I spit hot fire. Uh, <sighs> I, I, why you don't have Mal Pugh on the list is beyond me. I think she's the best player in the NWSL right now. Uh, Alex Morgan, she had a great start to the big season last year. This year, she's playing really well for Casey Stoney out there and. uh San Diego, but she has not had good domestic seasons. And internationally, what has she, what has Morgan done over the last few years? Yeah. Like, what's the criteria for putting them 
in this list? Like, are you including marketability? Because then, yeah, Alex Morgan's on the list because all U.S. does is market Alex Morgan. Um, it, even Trinity Robin at 33. <sighs> That's tough. That's really tough to put her in 33. Her dad probably got her that high. That's probably what happened. Um, right, Alex? Uh, that's a joke. I shouldn't even, I shouldn't acknowledge troll behavior. But I mean, here I if, if you want to look at, uh, at the numbers, according to the18.com, based on average match rating, the best player in the NWSL right now? Who? Chicago Red Stars own Moga Tro. The butcher. Oh. <laughs> she she got her early on, so maybe it's because that she has a less amount of match numbers to mess it up yet. But Mo's, I mean, she got back onto the international t- uh, U.S. team because of how well she played last season. So uh, the fact that they put how many Barca players were on here? I'm going to count that. How many <laughs> Barcelona players were on here? No offense, La Liga outside of Barcelona and Real Madrid. Is garbage. <laughs> it's, if you think you're it's at lopsided the or the on women's the, game, if you think it's lopsided on the men's side, it's that much more lopsided on the women's side. So there's one Barca player. Uh, I'm just you well, guys keep going. Two, I'm just gonna two keep... in the top five. So two, three, three in the top ten. Oh my gosh, four. <laughs> This is fun. Uh, we're counting on podcasts. People love this. Five, Five six, yeah. uh, six. And I'm going just, from 50 just, down. Just basically put the entire starting 11 Seven. on the list. And and the bench. You know, don't forget about the bench, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's true. This is like a Man City Eight. situation where, you know, the bench the bench could win the league. They, ha- they have nine Barca players on here. So 20- compared to five across the entire NWSL, so almost twenty percent of the list is Barcelona players, and Arsenal is also high up there. Arsenal also has a good amount of players up there. You're, we don't talk about that. We were talking about there are no Tottenham or Liverpool players on there, nope. um, or Gotham players. We're talking about this list, and um, there's no Chicago players either, Robbie. So don't get mad. I'm not mad. I'm just- it's. Europe just started caring about women's soccer like four years ago, five years ago. And all of these leagues, like we talk about how lopsided they are for the men. Barca didn't lose in the regular season. They didn't lose a match. Like, don't tell me that like they're the best. They have the best nine players out of the 50 in the world. When when they played other good teams like Leon, they lost. Like they didn't. I was gonna say, doesn't Leon win like seven at eight years or something? Like they lost to PSG last year in the Champions League, which was like a big fall from grace. And then they brought in Cat Macario, and they're like, "Not today, Satan." They brought in Lindsey Horan. They're like, "We're not losing again this year." Um, so they got back up onto the throne. But Leon has been a powerhouse, even got back in the day when you know, England started caring about women's soccer. Like Liverpool was winning the league the first couple of years that they really got professional and they got a lot of it, started getting some attention. So NW sells, I, I know it's not a, how long you've been around contest, but you can't tell me that some of these players shouldn't be rated higher, or that they shouldn't have other names like a, a Malpia or even a Mogatro on there when she's healthy. Like you, you have a lot of good players in the United States. It's, it's kind of a shame. And uh, 
I, I think just because they are European teams, they are going to get a lot more attention because they have so many fans across the world where NWSL is very, very specific to here and very specific to even geographically. Also, did they list one keeper on this list? I don't think they did. I didn't see a goalkeeper on there. Yeah, so is did they specify it's only out, outfield players? Because... I can see. I, can, I, could, I can't imagine there's not a keeper that's among the 50 best players in the world. Like, I did a um, a control F search, and there's not uh, one goalkeeper. Yeah. On the list. Oh wait, no, Come no. Uh, Leon's goalkeeper is at number 12. Oh, there we go. Look at that. Yeah. So yes, uh, Leon's goalkeeper is up there. Also, Christian Endler. They they ain't lying. It, it looks like flying yeah yeah thank you right um any closing thoughts we had about this list before uh, i have to go gargle some mouthwash and we can get on to this actual interview Maybe i think that ESPN, you should watch some nwsl <laughs> they should well they don't own the rights well they don't own the rights to the other stuff too so i don't know I was thinking, like, maybe if they own the rights to the NWSL, they'd market it a little harder. But oh you know, yeah, for sure, they don't own the rights to anything else either. So. Well, NWSL paid for the the diet uh, package from CBS, so they don't get a lot of coverage anyway, like other leagues do. Like Syria, they they got the rights and like, hey, we're in Italy for a week, and NWSL is like, do you like the same five commentators who don't know? The I hope you names. do. I hope you do. We've paid them three. We've paid them up three hundred dollars to cover this match, and they had to fly on their own dime to do it. Welcome to the NWSL coverage on Paramount no, Plus. No comp meals. You like Alex Morgan? That's the only time you'll see her on CBS. <laughs> the only time you'll see this league is when they're unless playing she, them. Unless she walks through on uh, Good Morning America or something, you're not seeing. You're not seeing. It's the only way you're seeing Alex Morgan. Mm. Robbie enough of that garbage uh welcome welcome to the show we're here tonight because we have started a tradition of bringing you on before the pizza derby the pizza terrence trent derby between the chicago nwsl soccer athletes and gotham fc and jny sky blue hullabaloo welcome to the show uh we've got a few questions for you the first question is based off a question you sent us. So we're going to send that question right on back because when you asked us, we didn't understand the thing about it. So Rob, before we get into the Gina Lewandowski farewell, why does Gotham hate their season ticket holders? So first off, when they made that trade, they brought in a bunch of stands, Crashland stands. Oh, the Crashlands. Yeah, bring in the Crashlands. That's not a good thing. We are, everyone knows us. We are anti Crashland and not the players, the Crashland stands. Yes. I don't like Crashland stands. I referred to them as another term a couple weeks ago, and I will not use that term on the air. What'd you you say? Uh, No one's listening. As another fan base. Um, Oh, then, okay. Yeah. It's all right else you know but i'm not gonna put on the air you know so i don't want to get attacked anymore on twitter by crashland stands so <laughs> how much do you get like how much would you say you get from crashland what do you mean, like what do you mean like in terms of abuse how much abuse have you gotten from it's the crashland community like, you'll post things like we'll be having like gotham discussions on twitter 
And if you say like, oh, Michelle Bezos had a great game, they'll be like, but, but Ashton didn't play. So, you know, like they'll just go off on you without statistics. Like it's crazy. And like, I'll be like, hey, look at this. Like these things we have in sports called statistics. I'll be like, hey, look at Michelle Bezos in goal versus Ashton in goal. And then, but they'll be like, no, Ashton's the greatest goalkeeper of all time. Like, yeah, like I just get caught. And they like call me names and stuff. And I'm like, but I'm, they're like, you're the worst soccer fan in the world. And like, I've been blocked by a bunch of them on social media. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm like, y'all are ignorant. Like, that's a badge of honor. But why, do you, why does Gotham hate their seat? Is that why? Because they brought no, in. No, no, no. So they went for more. When they picked up, like, last year, it wasn't as noticeable. But this year, they've gone towards more of, like, and you see it a lot more in sports where you don't favor the homegrown team. You make more of a corporate approach. So they've gone more corporate. Like I, so a couple of years ago, I did like the coin toss for the World Cup return game. Yeah. And I reached out and I was like, hey, it'd be really cool if I could do this for Gina's last game ever. And they were like, no, that's going to be $1,500 if you want to do that. That's a corporate experience or whatever they called it. And I was like, I'm not paying $1,500 to flip a coin. Yeah, granted, like she's my hero. You know what I mean? Right. $1,500 to do that is ridiculous. Like, that's insanity. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, you used to, like, if you're a season ticket member, you used to, like, get to do that. Yeah. Just by buying in season tickets. Like, we had a thing at the end of the season where if the person that went to the most games got to flip the coin at the end of the season, or, like, if you had, like, hey, I'm a season ticket member, it's my anniversary, I would like to do this, you know, or whatever, like, it's my birthday, you know. And they used to do, like, more season ticket things, and they're like their reps are harder to get a hold of like it takes me two to three weeks to hear back from my reps now mm. be like hey, i want to switch my Gosh. tickets hey like it's awful like they've just like they've lost all their like their like they're just not caring about their season ticket members they have like a vip section now but like season ticket members can't go in there unless you have like the super exclusive seats and like it's just crazy like it's just mm. nuts i'm like y'all are literally like not pulling in the people that were here when we had a one win season and like there's so many people i've talked to that are like we're not renewing next year like because we don't hear from our reps well we, we like we come to games they don't do stuff for us anymore like we don't have picnics we don't have events like all the other clubs have events meet and greets and stuff like mm-hmm. even during COVID, we used to do zoom calls and like there's nothing like i get a 15 percent discount at the store but i can't use it at the stadium i have to use it online like like <sighs> That's... It's crazy. Like they've totally forgotten about the people that like got them to where they were. And like, you have to look at the attendance record too. Like you trade away all the fan favorite players last year to bring in Crashland. And granted, like I love Allie Krieger. She's an awesome player, right? Like she's solid, mm-hmm. but like you trade away Sheridan, you trade away Didi who were two of the fan favorites. And then you wonder why people aren't putting their butts in seats and you fail the market to the New York market, which is one of the, what's the largest sports market in the world. Like, and then mm. You put it the reason they had those seats last week and they had a 7,000 attendance, but it's because Alex Morgan was there. So, 5,000 of those seats were people in Alex Morgan jerseys. Ugh. We have the worst yeah. attendance in the league, and like I see why because like you don't care about your seats, members. you don't do anything, we don't do like tailgates anymore. We have to like self organize for tailgates, like they don't, they don't give a shit. Like, well, I mean, it's it's the same ownership group that was there through the Sky Blue fiasco. It's the same ownership group, mainly the same ownership group. I think they finally had a change of heart because so many people complained about them. And then last year you see them 
oh, we changed the logo and look all the people talking about us online. And I think now they're like, okay, now we need to move into, oh, we're a corporate team now. Oh, now we can get a lot of people in the seats. And it, it sounds like from your perspective that it is, um, they're forgetting all the people that stuck with them when these players were like, didn't have showers or didn't have clean places to change or if we're getting paid next to nothing and they were losing all their talent you folks were there and now they're like oh look at this shiny new kit oh yeah we brought in some u.s national team players well two of them haven't played for us in years but look at them um, we'll put them on all the advertising but we don't care about the people who've stuck with us Willen, like what one of the things we come back to, and, it, and it's something like we talk about a lot on the show, like what drew most of us to this sport is the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the atmosphere in the stadium. It's the fans, you know, singing and it's getting together with friends like to tailgate and stuff before. And it's like doing all the other activities like it's the camaraderie. Um, and so when you decide that you're going to devote your stuff to these like corporate people who are maybe there to bring like clients to a business meeting so they can sell them whatever or you know these aren't people that are going to be like in the stands going nuts and singing and chanting and throwing off smoke bombs and you know doing all the fun stuff the stuff that people go oh hey this is really cool or that really shows up on tv and makes people that see it want to be a part of it You've got people that are, you know, going to politely clap and, you know, get really excited when they're on the jumbotron. But that's <laughs> that's about it. Like they're not, don't know what's going on and don't care anything about the the game itself. Really, it's somewhere to be seen. And they'll um, also share the supporters group tifos all the time. Hey, look at this tifos! Look at all these great things the supporters are doing. But behind the scenes, they're like, oh, we'll get back to you in a month about your ticket question for this weekend. Yeah, that's that's a shame. It's a shame. Um, we already labeled Gotham as a banter club um, a couple weeks ago. So it, I guess it doesn't shock us, but it still really sucks. Yeah, it's not like what it used to be. Like, I'll wear, like, I, this is, I'll wear this because it's Gina's, you know? So, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'm going to rock it on Saturday night, you know? Mm-hmm. But like, sure. like, I always wear the Sky Blue stuff because I was like, I want to remember the good old days when we weren't corporate and when we could have fun and like when we actually gave a shit about our people and not yeah. like a corporation or like, like, we don't, you don't benefit anymore. Like, and it's people that like, it's the same thing as like they didn't grandfather any of the, so they jacked up the ticket prices. So my seats that I've had for two seasons got bumped up from like, I think it was like 300 a ticket to like, or for the season, right? And now there's six fifty a ticket. What? Well, double. Yeah. More than doubled. Yeah. yeah wow. Like, that is like, insane. Can I get grandfathered? And they were like, no, like no is good grandfathered. You have to renew. So like those t- seats aren't occupied right now. It's people that come to like single games. I've looked at them online. Like no one got my tickets this year. They're just like the ones that like people can buy off of Ticketmaster now. And I'm like, literally, like I've had those same seats for like three, two, three seasons now. They and get you I to renew, renew for double your cost, and we'll give you a scarf. Yeah, it's like I'm not gonna do that. So I moved further down. I'm, I'm now I sit next to Cloud Nine now in their section. So it's pretty, which is like I feel like it's fun because like they're making noise, they're having a good time. So yeah, <clears throat> it's like man, like y'all, y'all kind of screwed me. Like I, because like the COVID season, you what it was was you could buy in, but it was at the rate you paid. 
no matter what your cost was, which I was like, I don't care. Like I'll put money, that money goes towards the players. I don't care. Like, yeah, I've already talked to people like I'm never going to get back the money that I invest in women's sports, but I don't need to. Because so, it's an investment, right? You're not trying yeah. to get – you want them to grow, not you know, your own money yeah, to grow. I'm not mad about it, but, like, when you, like, screw me with stuff like that where you're like, hey, thanks for being a little C-team member, but pay us $300 more a game. I'm like, no. Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, you're, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm not going to pay $1,500 to flip a coin when y'all let me do that for free three years ago. So It's, it's taking those people for granted. It's basically saying, like, oh, we're always going to have the uh, – the Robbie Rogers of the world. So we can do whatever the hell we want to, you know, to Robbie or to people like that who have been coming to the game who've been doing all this stuff. Yeah. We'll double the ticket prices, but yeah, they love the team. They'll still keep paying it, whatever. What we got to get are these, uh, you know, this, these people who have never been to the matches and it's another reason why they don't make uh, even the vaguest of political statements. We don't mm-hmm. want to offend, you know, potential customers or whatever, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's really unfortunate that that's going on. And it's not even just that we can keep the foundation, but if we need to, we can replace you. I mean, look at what happened with the crew when they brought that logo out, and you see it now like a reckoning with the row stuff that happened on Friday. <clears throat> People honestly in the front office think, well, especially in Columbus' case, we have a new stadium, we have this, we have that. We can replace you. We can replace those seats in the stadium. We, what... we just spent the most money we've ever spent <laughs> on a player in the history of the club. Like, hey, we got this shiny new $10 million player we brought over from England. <gasps> this person, this dude played <gasps> in the Premier League. I think they put him on the top 50 women's players, actually, too, just because he played in <laughs> Europe. <laughs> but no, I it, it's Kronoffs think they can replace you, and the NWSL is growing, but you're not growing at a clip where you can replace people who have supported you like for this long. You're not growing that quickly. You're not growing that strong. No. Well, and you're not, you're replacing longtime fans. Again, these are the people that are spending money. These are the people that are coming right. to matches. These are the people that are uh, probably buying concessions or that are buying merch or they're buying, um, they're probably spending some money on some of those special probably not 1500 bucks to flip a coin, but they might spend a little extra money on some of those like special experiences or some of those other things that, you know, your regular dude who you bring in off the street, like they might eventually become that, but you know, there's a, there's an old rule in business. I mean, I have a degree in business. Like one of the things they beat into our heads is it's a hell of a lot more expensive to get a new customer than it is to retain an existing one. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, well, didn't mean to start it off on a sour note, but let's let, let's let's lighten things up. Let's talk about happy times here, Robbie. Oh, so let's talk about Gina. let's talk about Gina. I know you're going to get emotional here when we, as we talk about Gina, but <laughs> what are some of your favorite uh, what are your, some of your favorite memories of Gina as we kind of head into her uh, to her final game as a Gotham player? The, so like, the first time we had you, you were talking about watching Gina on bootleg streams oh and stuff. Like, talk, talk, like, yeah, what, what were some of the things that over the years are going to stick out the most? I feel like the one that, like, for me, is always going to stick is like that first Sky Blue game that she played in. While I was like, I got to meet her. I feel like that's number one for me. And then, like, there was a Chicago game last year where she was a team captain. Like, just stuff like that, you know, like, nothing like it'll never be like, oh, she won, like, the Bundesliga, you know what I mean? It's yeah. selfish things for me, you know what I mean? <laughs> 
it's it is it's not i'm not gonna lie about it and be around the bush and be like oh man i remember like when she won the, the treble like no it's like cool shit where i was like i got to meet her and that's really cool like i never thought i'd meet that person so i feel like for me that's what it is or like coming up to her after games and like being like here's a sweet poster i made for you that looks like a five-year-old made it you know <laughs> does she it's know your name when like, you come over is she like hey robbie like does she know your name yeah like it's funny because oh, um like i was at i've been taking this girl to sporting events i don't know if you saw it on instagram yeah. you know and uh it's just funny because like last week we were at the game and uh she was like she was like waves on the she's like hi robbie i'll be over in a minute <laughs> <laughs> You gotta be careful with that, buddy. You're gonna, you're gonna make somebody jealous. I thought you were about to say to her, like, and Gina was like, "Who the hell are? Who the hell's with you, Robbie? <laughs> Who's this?" Yeah, I'm already getting called out enough, you know, with what's going on with that, you know. So, uh, yeah. no, it's. That's I'm not awesome, trying to name man. drop, you know. I'm not trying to name drop, but Ari Chambers texted me about it the other day, you know. <laughs> she texted you. How how many Ooh. times do you have to add somebody online before they give you your phone number? Before they give you the phone number, Ravi? My goodness. Oh my gosh. Well, all right. Well, that was um so the walk down memory lane is anytime you got to meet her, which is still pretty yeah. awesome. Like, like, I feel like it was because I was like, I didn't get to like I didn't get to see her after all the games I watched like that were backwards or you know what I mean in a different language. Like, you didn't know German, you're like, I don't know what that means. I but. don't know what they're saying. You know what I mean? But it's like it makes it more personable when she comes to me after a game and she's like, Hey, like, that's a funny pun you made my name out of, or like, you know, like <sighs> Oh, oh did your did your little brother make that? <laughs> Tell your little brother, Robbie, he's doing great with his signs. <laughs> oh, that's great. Are you going to like, have you, you've given her signs, right? Uh, I haven't, I haven't actually. You need to give her your final sign. You need yeah. to give her the final sign this weekend. Yeah. Can we, uh, I feel like I make a solid one. I feel like I'm going to make a pretty, I feel like I got to make it like a, I don't know if I should say it, like keep a classic, you know, with like the blue and then like the poster or like, I should blow it out and be like pictures of Gina in her career. Like, I don't know what I should do. So I think you should have something, maybe not like a pun or anything. I think the blue on the white poster board is great, but I think you should have something like genuine, like a real nice, like, you know, congr- not even just congratulations, but just, you know, um, some, uh, maybe something highlighting a career like that, maybe a phrase that really you think is <clears throat> important. And then you just give it to her. Like, this is for you, Gina. Uh, but on top of that, you also do like the scene in uh, Say Anything. So you're John Cusack standing <clears> with <throat> the boombox and it's playing uh, like I Will Remember You by Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> just, just a thought. Yeah, have have a sign that you hold. Have a double sided sign. Have one of the sides say, don't leave, Gina. <laughs> And then the other side, you can do the heartfelt message. Yeah. I, was, I mean, like, if, I mean, if she doesn't leave, you know, Parkinson's, you're going to keep her on the bench anyway. So, you know, what do you uh, we'll talk about this. How about this? Thank you, Gina. <laughs> that's what it just says. Just say thank you. I think that's a heartfelt, that's a heartfelt message to say, you know, because I, I think that, you know, she already knows you, but that's, that's an appreciation that's simple, but it's also has some, you know, feeling behind it. So let uh, we go go through this last question. I have another question to ask Brian after you're done, or is this my question? Anyway, no, this is your question. Shut up, Brian. I have questions to ask. Um, 
um, we're going to do predictions and all that. We're going to do predictions for the match, but I have one more question for you. Now that, or soon when Gina is gone, does this mean that you are done being a Gotham supporter with Gina leaving? I wouldn't say I'm done with that because I had this conversation a couple weeks ago because if you noticed whenever a certain club called the Spirit rolls into town, because you have an LSU former LSU yeah. player on it, I know I'll Buckeye like, bait. I know, I know. Like I'll be like, like I haven't a little. I got a little koozie for you. Oh my gosh, it didn't work well for you in the tournament, but go ahead. Anyway, so I was like, I feel like I, I'm just gonna revert to what I did prior to discovering Sky Blue and to where like I just enjoy going to league games. Yeah. Okay. I feel like it's gonna go back to that. <laughs> Not that I hate Gotham or, or anything. I don't like our. Again, I don't like our ownership. I don't like those people, right? But, like, mm-hmm. I love the players. Like, Nicole Baxter, Estelle Johnson. Like, they're all solid players, you know? So, I feel like I'll just go back to being, like, a casual viewer of the NWSL. I'm definitely not renewing my season tickets. That's for damn sure. So, mm. Gotham lost a good one. Yeah, I just Gotham can't. I can't one. do it. Like, I was just like, I'll, because I don't, because I'm not like, I'm not like, oh, if I don't renew my season tickets, all the cloud nine people are going to hate me, you know, like, no, they'll be like, Hey, you want to come hang out before a game or whatever? Like, it's still going to be the same. Like, yeah. So I would and, hope and, that like that too. And it's a welcoming, I mean, it's, it's yeah. a welcoming bunch all the time. Like even Chicago, we, I don't see the Chicago folks very often, but the times I have, like the folks that I've talked to before, they're so welcoming and they're so like, I don't even, I don't go to matches or anything. I don't even have the same connection that you have with Gotham. And yeah, it's definitely a great atmosphere, great environment that you have inside the league. Whenever you talk to the real supporters and you get to the folks who are really, you know, into the league. Yeah. I mean, like I went to the championship game and knew like one other person there. And then I made like friends with everybody. So it's like, yeah, I was like, it was like that. Like, I was just like, there were people there that I was like, I have like another group soccer chat now with two people that I met like at the championship game. And now we have like a group chat or whatever. Like, it's like, you know what I mean? Like I knew those people for 48 hours and now we're like best friends. So are you going like, did you, um, are you going to go to the women's cup? I don't think I can go to women's cup. That's like, a, I think it's, yeah, I don't think I can go to women's cup. I'm six teams. Yeah. You're going to have, you're going to have club America there. You got, the Tottenhams, you got racing, you got 19th best player in the world, Rose Lavelle, potentially there. Many, who's uh, not, who's not going to be there? On that list. What, what, Robbie? How many of the women's 50 am I going to see on that list? Well, um, no, Barcelona's not going to be there, so you're not, <laughs> that eliminates like <laughs> a quarter of the list right there. You'll have Jess Fishlock and Rose Lavelle potentially there. Yeah. Huh? Huh? What if what about this? What if I think about it and then if I show up, y'all can be like, "Oh man, he actually showed up!" Like that. August seventeenth is going to be the official BAM meetup. I'll make a I'll make like a cameo appearance, you know. Because all through all six teams are going to play. There are going to be three matches on August seventeenth, so that's the perfect day for um, folks to go for us to go. So I, it's it's a middle of the week too, and I know you have some other things that are coming up. So uh, if you're able to. I think it would be great to see um, you again. I still have the Gotham sign. Red I have stars like are better than Gotham. On my hands that week, though. So what? I have a real dilemma on my hands that week. So. Why? Because I'm going. So okay. So I'm gonna put the two scenarios out here. You know, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do a little crossover. Okay. WNBA, right? Yes. Sylvia Fowles' last game is against the Sun on the 14th, right? 
Okay. The same day, Caleb Pointer of the Indiana Fever is going to be playing the Washington Mystics in D.C. But Kayla's not going to play. You need to see Sylvia Fowles. No offense, she Kayla's not going to play. She played last night or two nights ago. Because the Fever lost by 40 points. She came well, in because they were. The fever will, I don't want her to lose, but like maybe the Fever will get stomped by. Like, I would rather see Sylvia Fowles in her last year than see Kayla Pointer, who has a higher chance of playing past this year than Sylvia. I would, I would go with the Fowles. That's come on, man. You can't get any better than she's a legend. I know she's a legend. She Don't tell that. me that's a hard decision, man. That's it not a hard, hard decision. decision. No, it's to, not. I want to go. And it's closer for you. Isn't it closer going to Connecticut? No, it's like 15 minutes from my house. It's like the best thing ever. So shut up. Robbie, <laughs> you tell me that's a decision. Shut up. Get out of here with the Caleb Pointer garbage. <laughs> uh, what I'll if you... come to Indianapolis. I'll come to Indianapolis for a game. I told you, if you ever come to Indy, let me know. And we can, I, I, I'll drive. I don't care who they're playing. I, I want to drive go, out there. If I do go to Indiana, I want to go to that steakhouse, though, that I always see. Okay. Do you know Dude, what I'm about? I'm not joking. Just tell me the day. Tell me just, the day. Just stay out of the cornfields. <clears throat> and I'll go. Oh, yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't get off. <laughs> don't get too far off the highway, man. Just stay on the highway. Go straight there. I will fly into Indiana. I can't drive right now. Gas is way too expensive. So. Oh, that's, right. That's true. It's one of the scariest moments of my life still. <laughs> I don't get off the highway in West Virginia. I said I might have said this before. I get gas at the last exit in Ohio. I fill it up, and I don't stop in West Virginia. The only place going. we'll stop in West Virginia the is toll. Is is that uh Tamarack? The Tamarack, yeah, the yeah. big like rest stop thing with all the stuff. We made the mistake of getting off in West Virginia one time because we just really had to use the bathroom, mm. and we we're like, oh, there's a gas station here. Okay, cool. We drove like two miles up this road when we got off and I, I told Alyssa I was like in and out <laughs> let's go <laughs> like, I, my my parents instilled this rule in, in me very young I was in middle school my mom said if you can't see it off the highway don't stop if you can't see the place off the highway if you see a sign that says oh McDonald's this next exit you get off the exit and it says McDonald's three miles down the road not today, Satan. I'm getting right back. If I can't see it from the highway, I don't get off the highway. We're at this gas station, and then like a school bus full of kids pulls up, and I'm starting to do math. I'm like, all right, am I if I if something goes down, <clears throat> how many of these kids can I save? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, no, yeah, that's my my father-in-law and I did that once. He stopped at a West Virginia rest, uh, not rest stop, but just an exit, and we got off, and I was like. I look in those hills and I'm like, I better not break down. Uh, I we did stop in Charleston once because we went downtown Charleston. Charleston's okay. Charleston's good. We went to downtown Charleston because Amy needed that um, that hate chicken uh, from Chick Fil A. So we had we got off the highway because we're driving home from a family trip. There's only so many places you can get gluten free food, especially in West Virginia. So we got the hate chicken, Um, and yeah, that was the only time we've stopped. Since that one time, this is back in 2013. My father-in-law got off the highway, just a random stop. And it was same like you. It might have been the same stop. We drove like two or three miles. And you're like going to the bathroom pretty much an outhouse. And <laughs> it was like, no, man, no. I'm I'm way too I'm way too domesticated to be to be living this life. Um, we've gotten way off base here. Let's talk again. Um, let's bring it back to to Gina. She has um, 
not played a lot this year. She started one match, and that was a Challenge Cup match. You can see, though, uh, Scott is increasing her minutes very, 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 very slowly, giving her a few minutes. I think she has, what, 16 minutes all season, yeah, all it's, regular season? It's like, what, it's, like that. it's like 20 minutes. It's do you think she's going to start this Saturday or no, this uh, I don't think Sunday? She's start, which is why I hate Scott Ferguson <laughs> now. So, is that dude talks about respecting Dead players? To me. Like, 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 let me tell you who's a pussy about Carly Lloyd. Ooh. Like, Scott Parkinson literally is like, oh, I can't take her out of the game. And she would yell at him when she, he tried to. And she'd be like, don't take me out. I'm like, no, you're the fucking coach. I don't care who it is. Like, uh-huh. Especially look, Carly like, Lloyd. You look like an idiot. Like, I, like, it's frustrating because I was like, that Chicago game? The playoff one, right? Where we got eliminated. Where Mal Pugh had that curler, yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty sick goal. I'm not gonna lie. That was but, uh, pretty. Yeah. That was pretty. I can't hate it. Their goals are. I can't hate it. She's They're no top goals. 50 player in the world unless she played for Barca, and then she'd be number yeah. zero. Number one if she plays for Barca. Anyway, like I don't hate pretty goals. You know what I mean? I'm like that was a really good shot or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but like she played like shit that entire game, and he would not take her out. And I'm like, when we played without Carly last year, we were better because we were more oh, balanced. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like it, but when she plays Carly Lloyd, so but then he he went on that tangent about why don't you take Carly out? And he's like, well, she's a legend and she's about to retire, and I would never do that to a player about to retire. I'm like, well, you're a liar, like. Yeah, yeah. That, that brings us to this weekend. Well, that was a fucking lie. <laughs> <laughs> this weekend, I, I said Sunday, but it's Saturday. Uh, Saturday is the first pizza derby of the year. Uh, this one takes place in. New York, New Jersey, Harrison, New Jersey. Gina's last match. You're going to be there, obviously. You're going to have the heartfelt sign. F- one thing: how long? How much do you think she plays? I'm and then say, everybody will do a prediction. So you tell us the minutes, and all of us predict what happens. I'm going to say, I'm going to hold the benefit of the doubt. And I'm going to say 30 minutes. Okay. Mm. Okay. As a substitute, or I don't know. Like I don't. You got. Like you got to let her finish. I feel like you got to let her. Yeah, I feel like, like you let her finish. Like last start. Minutes, like yeah. I feel like. Okay, forty-five. I'll say they sub her at half. I said they put her in at half. I could see. Like I would rather if I was a fan, and I know she's not going to get all the minutes. Yeah. I would rather come in at halftime in the second half, and then I would take her out at like the eighty-fifth minute, and yeah. I would give her the chance to have people applaud her and you know, the stadium announcers, if people paid enough for VIP experiences, they can have some sort of announcement for her and say, you know, it's her last match and everything. I, um, I'm of course going to be watching just for Chicago to beat Gotham, but I am also closely going to be watching Gina because I, last year she didn't have a bad season. She hasn't been a bad center back for the team, but this year, all of a sudden Scott's just like, Nope. Is it because Krieger's here? Is that why he can't play her? But then I'm like, we we had like the number one defense in the league last year. Like, yeah, we had a good defense. We had the yeah. number one defense in the league, and then we just, for some reason, we're like, oh, let's trade our number one keeper. Let's switch around like the lineup in the back, and like, yeah. know, it just doesn't like it doesn't gel as well as it used to. Like, because like it feels like I feel like when I watch a Gotham game, I'm watching like ninety percent of the game is like in our half. And then there's maybe like 10% where they get it up forward. And it's like, oh, mid first got the ball. But then it's like, oh, now we're going backwards. And now everybody has to protect Ashland. Like, mm. And it's just like, it's not the same as it was last year where we were doing that like little like, okay, we can pass it back, but then we're still controlling. And I feel like we don't have control on defense anymore. So, 
Yeah. Well, let's do score predictions. All of us will predict this time around. What do you, uh, we'll start with you, Robbie. What do you think happens? I'm predicting a 1 1 tie. Okay. Who scores the goal for, for Gotham? Um, I'm going to say Paige Monahan. Okay. All right. And then I'm going to say Matt Alpew. No, wait, is Matt Alpew playing on Friday? Well, they play um, Tuesday night. Um, so I'm, she'll be back with the team by then. Yeah, yeah she'll internet. <clears throat> okay. Matt Alpew, okay. I'm going to say, let's give me, we'll go uh, a 2-1, uh, 2-1 Red Stars win. Goals featuring uh, Mal Pugh. You know what? We'll say Mal Pugh gets a brace. She's she's motivated. She she didn't like the the Alex Morgan talk from the ESPN uh, FC okay. top fifty. She's taking the hey when Flacco didn't pick her for the uh, for the oh US Mal's not going to be there. I lied. Sorry, um, Mal's not going to be there because the Concacaf Women's Championship starts on Monday. So never mind. They're not going to be there. My bad. Okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm actually changing my prediction too. Then it's gonna be a one-one draw. <laughs> of the goal comes from uh, Bryant, me favorite, off a corner, Tatum Malazzo. Hey, the hurricane! Here I am. Rock, do you like a hurricane? Um, cool. I'm gonna go with a one-zero Chicago win. Mm. I think Ava Cook gets the goal. Ooh. For Chicago, because you're not going to have the summer of BSGA uh, with her being with Canada. You're not going to have Mal Pugh there. Uh, you're not going to have Nayer there for uh, defense back there on, uh, on goal. I still think you have some obviously talent because Chicago's playing really strong this year. But without Mal, I, I think you get a goal, but it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one. Whew. Oh, man. I'm excited. First pizza derby of the year. Is this going to be the last time you come on as the official Gotham, you know, oh. before Gotham in Chicago? And also, do you think that maybe Gina is retiring midseason because she hasn't gotten minutes? No. Or do you think she, she got a coaching gig or something? Oh, where's she coaching? I don't know. She hasn't announced it yet. She won't announce it after she retires. But she got like, because she just got oh. her coaching license. So she got a job offer to coach somewhere. Hmm. I wonder if it's like pro or college or I something. Know, I feel like. I don't know because I could see her going back to Lehigh and coaching for college. I could definitely see that happening. But uh, looking at the count, like I'm guessing it's it's either a European team or a college. Like that's yeah, I think it's a college. My my guess is a college. Hmm. She uh, she's actually going to Barcelona. Um, <laughs> given Gina's the top fifty player in the world, all of a sudden, look at that. <laughs> given given that you know they're uh, two thirds of the top fifty players in the world are on the Barcelona roster. Uh, you really don't need a, a an experienced head coach. I mean, you basically just need somebody to kind of roll the roll the ball on out there and just tell them to get on out there and hey, I'll just kick it around, put it in the goal, stop the other team. All right, I'm gonna sit over here and uh, watch Netflix. You guys, <laughs> you guys are the best players in the world. Stranger Things Volume Two came out. I gotta finish it. You guys go out there and have at it, Lord Lord Vecna. <laughs> oh man. Great stuff. All right. Well, Brian, let's get into these Ask Bam questions. Robbie, you're going to stick around and answer these questions too. Let's do it. Oh, some good ones. Yeah, there's some, there's some solid questions. And one in from here. Alex. Yeah. So there's some yeah. There's also that. 
Um, so yes, this is the award-winning uh, "What Award? Don't Ask." <laughs> Ask Bam segment of the show. It's it's the part that we love. You guys get to be involved and give us your questions. Uh, we'll start with our good buddy Felix. Hey, buddy, keep sending me those Simpsons memes. Uh, since we're on the the habit of making predictions here, Felix wants our predictions for three tournaments coming up. Uh, we've got the women's Concacaf tournaments, the women's Euros, and the women's Copa America. So he wants to know who we predict to win all three. Hmm. What do you think, Bryant? <clears throat> oh, he just uh, took a swig of a drink. He has a beer up to his mouth because I asked him as he started drinking. For uh, CONCACAF, I'm going to go with the homer pick. I'm going to say the United States of America. Ah, USA, uh, all the way. Um, for uh, the Euros, I want to pick with my heart here. I'm siding with the, uh, the fight in Mike Yeager's we're going with the Netherlands and a big upset. Ooh. Netherlands are uh, are going to take it this year. Let's go, Netherlands. You see the cra- Netherlands wears a, they're wearing white kits this Euros, and their coach is English. And in England, they have an orange kit, and their coach is Dutch. <laughs> what is happening? What is happening? Is this, this like world? the um, Iceland Greenland thing from yeah. uh, Mighty Ducks? Greenland is covered in ice, and Iceland is very nice. <laughs> And then, Mighty uh, Ducks 2, Robbie. Watch a movie every once in a while. Whoa, how dare you accuse me of not seeing Mighty Ducks 2? Okay. Okay, what's the name of the coach for Iceland? I don't know the name of the coach for Iceland. Wolf the Dentist Stanson. Come on. Get out of here. Fine. All right. We'll do a Brian and me movie night and watch Mighty Ducks. <laughs> oh. And uh, for Copa America, um, I don't know. I'm going to go with Brazil. They're always really good. <laughs> okay. Not exactly um, going on a limb there. Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead, Roberto. What do you think? Right. I'm going to go with the upset for CONCACAF and say Canada. Is that an upset? I was going to say the defending gold medal winners. So I feel like not upset. But I'm not going to pick the home team, you know. And yeah. then I feel like for the Euros, I'm going to go Spain. Okay. And then Copa. I'm going to go with Brazil. I'm just going to go with it. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess it's my turn then because you've all selected. My, cho- my choice is uh, for the CONCACAF. I'm actually going to pick I'm actually going to pick Canada too. I think that the summer of St. George So I'm going to give the, I'm going to give that one to, to Canada as if I can just give them away to people as if they're mine to just give away um for euros my heart is telling me to pick northern ireland because rachel Furness plays for northern ireland and she's liverpool star with liverpool so i'm gonna pick them for my heart uh, your irish like you slowly built an irish accent over the course of that it just kind of i choose northern ireland with my heart but uh with my head uh, i'm i'm gonna go with uh uh, I'm actually going to go with England. I don't know why. Because it's coming home. It's it's coming home. And then all the men are going to be like, oh, it's not meant to women over there. And they're going to be mad because the men couldn't do it. So I just want I just want British soccer fans to be pissed off. So that's why I hope um, England wins it. And then for Copa, I'm going to select, hmm, I'm going to select Chile. 
because their goalkeeper is the 12th best player in the world who also plays for Lyon. So I'm going to go with Chile. I would have guessed Barcelona. Um, uh, We're going to do Netflix and Chile when it comes to the Copa America this year. (laughs) Uh, Felix's selections actually matched Robbie's. He went with uh, Canada, Spain, and Brazil. So, oh my gosh, can you watch it this year? I want to see. Like, is this is it being televised anywhere? Um, I have articles up listing the uh, channel, listing the teams. Concacaf's on uh, Paramount Plus, I think. Yeah, Concacaf is on Paramount Plus. I think ESPN has the Euros. Um, but I want to see where Copa, Copa America, America. Feminina is. Feminina. Um, Fox Sports. Oh, it's going to be on Fox Sports. Ooh, okay. So Fox Sports so. will have this one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put all of these tournaments on my phone's calendar, and I'm gonna watch as many of these matches as I possibly can because I'm not watching the World Cup this year, and just because I want some summer soccer tournaments. I'm pretty stoked for uh, for Euros. Not gonna lie, should be pretty fun. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Scout some, uh, scout some of the next top fifty players because there's none of them on the Concacaf tournament. See who's, see who's headed to Barcelona. Who said it to Barca next year? <laughs> all right. Matt Morris has two questions. First of all, what are your top three Weird Al songs? Um, and then uh, he wants to know if you're playing Risk, which continent are you choosing first? I'm going to do um, Amish Paradise is number one. Um, I think um, I don't know a lot of Weird Al songs, so I'm just going to say the Michael Jackson bad one. The fat. I'm fat. Yeah. I'm fat. I, I, I that's because those are the only two I know. So I can only give you a top two. What do you think, Robbie? I only know Almost Paradise, so I know less than Tom's does. Uh, uh, Brian, you probably know all of his songs. What I know a lot. I know a lot of Weird Al songs. Most of these spam questions are just ask Bryant, and then I'll I may or it. may not have owned uh, multiple Weird Al albums over the years. Weird um, albums. <laughs> that's well done. Um, off the top of my head, I would say uh, Amish Paradise obviously mm-hmm. is is a goat. Um, the Saga Begins was a parody of American Pie by Don McLean that he did for uh, Episode One for Star Wars Episode One. Um, so it's like bye bye this year Anakin guy oh, yeah. baby Vader someday later now he's just a small fry I remember that one I remember that one they're coming um, back to me now yes another uh, really good one is uh, White and Nerdy which was uh, Chameleonaire's Riding Dirty <laughs> okay. think I'm just think I'm just too white and nerdy think I'm just too white and nerdy it's, it's probably the one that gets stuck in my head the most is uh, is White and Nerdy. That's great. Only question I ever thought was hard is, do I like Kirk or do I like Picard? <laughs> You're so much better at this than we are. So much uh, better at this than we are. So second question from Matt at Matt Morris220. You're playing Risk. Which continent are you taking first? I, uh, I haven't played Risk in a very long time. My strategy usually began in South America. I... Um... I go Australia just because there's only one way to get to Australia and you can put yourself into that corner. South America, you have to worry about Africa and North America. So I start in Australia, build up the forces and then just go to town, see how far you can go, see how much you can get. 
you can get up to Asia and you can hop over to North America from uh, from Russia. I can see Russia from my house, and then you can go from there. I want to play Risk, actually. By the way, and he said there's Risk some like really long t- tabletop simulator. Yeah, that's what he said. I don't know what it is. Anyway, Robbie, what were you gonna say? Did I? I oh, think I stole your answer. I was gonna say Australia, but now I want to change it because I don't want to match you. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Antarctica. You know, same reason. Is that on the game? I, I'm I gonna know. make it on the game now. He's starting a penguin uh, army. I can tell you, Robbie's not having a good day in this risk, in this risk conversation. Woo! All right, and this one from our good buddy uh, Homer o- Homer Olson, he of the recently promoted Nottingham Forest. Um, yeah. What's your Mount Rushmore of '90s grudge grunge bands? Easy for me to say. <laughs> All of it he's having. Uh, Robbie, why don't you go first? I don't know any grunge fans. All right. Great job, yeah. Robbie. Yeah. Um, hey, I'll let you two handle this one, you know. So I only know Rob, like three. Robbie anyway. has selected this as the uh, Lucille Bluth question of the week. I'm gonna I'm gonna phone a friend, you know. So <laughs> better not bring Alex into this call. If you share this link, you're barred from any future episodes of Brian Me. And we're editing your audio out of every past episode, just your audio, <laughs> just yours. Um, you guys talking to yourselves and asking the trip questions. to the SEC tournament is going to be a very weird podcast for everybody <laughs> who goes back and listens. Um, I only know three. I know Nirvana, Pearl Jam, and Stone Temple Pilots. So those are my three that make it. Um, mine, mine uh, certainly included those three. Um, I mean, you can't really go wrong with any of those three bands. Uh, the fourth I would add is uh, Alice in Chains. Oh yeah, Alice in Chains from that era, Man in the Box. Like that is one of my like hype, like <laughs> drowning in my shit. What are the Instagram videos uh, or the TikToks where, uh, like, when a song really gets you? Is that Pearl Jam? And I want it well, you can't understand the words, and you're that like, oh, is this- uh, Pearl Jam's um, Yellow Lead Better. It's somebody oh, yeah. like looking off into the sky, just getting emotional, and they're like, "Oh, when they sing, hey, like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> they're like, it just gets me every time because you don't know what the fuck the guy's saying." Oh, a, I like those videos. There's a great uh, YouTube video of uh, someone trying to interpret what they think the words are uh to yellow lead better and it's it's amazing um really really funny um and then yeah allison chains speaking of wait speaking of youtube videos i'm not much on the tiktoks but i saw this one i'm starting to watch them a little bit more as people send me i think i follow like five people on there um m woods casual m woods casual on tiktok at m e m woods casual does um because nwsl women's soccer videos and they did a uh, she did this really hilarious one um just today posted it about ca- guessing players names um and then also did one called peep sommelier earlier on i think in the year it's so hilarious at the end of the peep sommelier one i had genuine human laughter which i don't feel very often because i'm uh, i'm 98 percent just black dead inside of my body so the two percent laughed heartily at it so m woods casual we need to have m on the show because i love these videos and i'm getting really um, addicted to them 
anyway, we were talking about watching videos and I had to pull, plug that, uh, plug that account because it's good, kind of what plug. we're talking about. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on to uh, last week's guests, actually, uh, Soccer Noob. Soccer Noob uh, wants to know if we could speak to the difficulty and weighty responsibility we feel as a lifestyle brand. <sighs> well, I don't, I don't feel any weight on it per se. I know that our reach is is strong and wide, like a like a Mack truck. But I I don't feel any pressure behind it because I can only live my life, and that's what we want our Bam Fam to do is to live their own lives. And I don't feel like it's my responsibility to tell you which way to go, or to not accept ads on your podcast, or to talk about podcasty things. That's fair enough. Um, fair enough. I, I feel uh, I feel an immense amount of pressure um, <laughs> because um, I'm being asked that question, and so I didn't. It, it's like you know, it's like your anxiety. It's like anxiety or something where it's like, well, I didn't think of that as a thing to be anxious about until you mentioned <laughs> it, and now I'm like, <laughs> just added to the list of things that make me anxious. Amy was talking about this the uh, the other day. She said uh, it was yesterday. We were uh, we got some food. We went to this small like concert here in Columbus, and we got some takeout to go home and eat. And she does not like random human interaction. I was like, okay, I'm gonna pull up. This is in the short north. If you're not from the Columbus area, a lot of traffic. I pulled up in front of the restaurant, and I was like, hey, you have to run in and get it. She's like, oh, I hate this so much. And she went in and she came out and she's like, oh, the the person who worked there was so young. They were just so young. And I told her on the way home the the line that Alexis tells David in Schitt's Creek when he's going for his license exam is nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares, Amy, that you know that you're coming to pick up food. That's that server there. She doesn't care. She just wants to get this transaction over with. And she's like, well, well, you care about stuff. And you know that. And I was like, well, I know that nobody cares. And she's like, well, you care about stuff. So my problem is that I know that nobody cares, but I want them to care. So it's a completely different <laughs> sort of anxiety. One anxiety is, oh my gosh, I don't want them to judge me. And my anxiety is I want people to care and they don't. So maybe that's why our answers are the way that they were. Thoughts, hmm. Robbie? Uh, I just I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna take Barcelona and risk. Actually, that's all I was thinking about. So. <laughs> best soccer club in the world. I mean, it's got to be the best. They've got uh, good risk players st- too. Starting risk spot. They've got um, good risk players at Barcelona too. Top fifty best risk players in the world. Yep. That nine in the top fifty are yeah or at Barcelona. And then about the uh, about another twelve of them are at Lyon. So yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, know. yeah. Um, and the rest are English. Uh, so. Uh, our our good friend uh, Alex Alex Dumas. Don't say good friend. <laughs> D- don't encourage that behavior. Ooh, you're my <laughs> best friend. Uh, he wants us to talk about how Racing Louisville lost their best players. Oh, we're talking about Ebony Salmon, right? Yeah, they, Ebony Salmon went yeah. to Houston. Have you um, guys seen? Have you guys seen her interview though? Since she got traded. No, what I know that she has, she said she has unfinished business, read, but what? Read the quote. Let me read the quote. Oh, is she Uh-oh. throwing shade? Because I love good shade. You know, British people love tea. Let's get it. Well, they, they didn't said, like it so much when it was in the harbor. Oh. Said, I 
I'm taking my anger from not playing in Louisville, and I'm going to show what I can do here when I get on the pitch. Keep in mind, they play racing next month. So. Oh, damn. I love it. I love I'm gonna, it. I'm going to yeah. say this I'm two so weeks in a row. I was, I was like, good for her. Houston's getting pretty good, though. Like, they're doing pretty decent, and they're they just, just added her, and they're going to play her. So they're just so far away from everybody else in the league in terms of geography. It's like, I forget that Houston has a team most of the time. They're like the black sheep of NWSL. They're so out there. It just, it's a pretty fun environment. I went down there last season and they have an, they have a whole, cause it's hot. I don't know if you've ever been to Houston, but it's awful. It's, it's awful. It's super humid. So they don't tailgate at the Houston stadium. They have like a soccer bar, a block from the stadium. It's got like an mm. indoor pitch. I go there and they like drink beer and hang out. It's pretty fun. Like they were pretty cool people when I was down there. So. And what were you saying for a second week in a row, Brian? You were saying, uh, I'm going to say this for the second week in a row. So for the second week in a row, I'm going to quote the, uh, the, the speech that uh, Charlie Sheen's Rick Vaughn gives to Lou Brown when he goes into the uh, – when he goes into his office when he thinks he's been traded and you know you think you could cut me well i'm gonna i'm gonna catch on somewhere i'm gonna come back and when i play you i'm gonna stick it right up your ass i hope i hope she does like i feel like that's oh if she if she scores again can you imagine if she scores again (laughs) against racing like i I talked to Becky Morgan a little bit about this on the Twitter feed. Like, why isn't she playing? And, and the response made sense. The coach has a system. The coach is not somebody who's going to change the system for the players that he has. He's just going to get players he wants for his system. So you have a team that could play um, Jess McDonald and Ebony Salmon up front, but instead – you didn't because it's not your system. So I could I could see for that reason you're going to start Jess McDonald over Ebony Salmon. I think just because her track record and her you know consistency over the years, and also Chrissy Holly brought in Ebony Salmon. I think that was his hire. He wanted to bring her in, and he's since left. But geez, when she was on the field, she was electric. She was amazing. And now I'm just worried at Houston. I was talking to somebody about this on my own Twitter feed. Uh, or no, it was a Brian one. I have so many. Uh, the worry was with Houston, is she going to go on the bench again? Is Rachel Daly going to come back? Is she going to be set? Is she going to come off the bench again? And I don't think she was voted like young player of the year in, in England a couple of years back before she came to racing. I She needs starting minutes somewhere. And if she has to go to Europe and become a top 50 player, so be it, because I really think that she walks right on to Barca. <laughs> she walks on to Barca, fifth best player in the world, Ebony Salmon. She's amazing. She's so great. Um, I I think that and her name sounds like a fish. I mean, look at this. It's I think she just has it's so far in the NWSL, it's been an upstream battle. I mean, like you could say that Houston really reeled it in, you know. Oh man, this is uh, this is oh, hook line and sinker. <laughs> this is spawning some really bad uh puns here. Oh my gosh, we took it the bait. A, <laughs> we took the bait. Fishy that Louisville never played her, you know. Oh, boy, fishy for sure. <sighs> oh, but hopefully, uh, if not, if if she doesn't work out in Houston before the European calendar starts. 
Liverpool. Liverpool bring Ebony Salmon to Liverpool. Get up there. Heard Katie Stengel and Leanne Kiernan. Oh my God. Oh, that's dangerous. I hope mm. Stengel's even coming back. I don't even know if she's coming back. She led all Liverpool goal scorers, by the way, men and women, in goals created per 90 minutes. She led men, women, most all, anybody. She had the best. Katie Stengel did. And just so you know, her first debut match with Liverpool was also the match that our banner that was painted in my garage debuted at the Liverpool match. The same match that Katie Stengel premiered. And Liverpool won the league pretty but, pretty handedly, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty safely. Counterpoint, she doesn't play for Barcelona. She's That's bum. true. She's garbage. Total garbage. <laughs> bum. She's a bum. bum. All right. Um, yeah, we're not going to ask Alex's other question about Lithuania blockading Russia. <laughs> and I, we're not here to talk. Uh, the only geopolitical uh, war and politics we want to talk about is on the risk board. Yeah. <laughs> so, though, I will give him credit. Shout out to uh, I Don't Want to Set the World on Fire by the Ink Spots, only because mm. I know that game from uh, Fallout 3. Okay. One of my favorite games ever made. It's like an old, old, really old song. Um, so we'll go to Sean Lynch at Thugbone99 wants to know why Matan isn't playing more for the crew. I will take this question. Uh, <laughs> As the one who covers the crew, I'll let Thomas answer this one. I'm going to take a sip of beer. <laughs> so go uh, ahead, Alexander Matan is a Romanian uh, young DP or not young DP, but he's a young playmaker who they brought over from overseas. Um, he plays a winger position. The crew aren't scoring goals right now, so I, I always compare him to the backup quarterback on a struggling football team. They're always the most popular player is the person who doesn't come onto the field because you think that they could they could be the ones who do it. The reason Matan is not starting or playing one defense, he does not provide anything defensively. Like he's all about offense. And uh, I'm gonna steal something for the second one from a, a great chap who is part of Master Report Sam Fami. He's a photographer for the for the club or for Master Report, excuse me. He's got amazing moves with his feet. He can dribble a ball. He can he can make moves. He can make pretty cool looking shots in a highlight reel. But mentally, in terms of passing to his teammates, getting out of dangerous situations, he feels like he can just go up and dribble against anybody. And Caleb Porter, one of the things that he preaches and you hear it in everybody's interviews is team like he talks about team mentality team this passing to teammates finding open players and neck tattoos and Matan is not somebody who will pass out of situations and he instead tries to take on the world by himself and you can't you you can't do that um in in a porter system like that i think there's also some high self-confidence porter has in his system and if you're not going to adapt to his system, well, you're not going to play. So I think that's also why Matan is not on the field. That is uh, that is some hard-hitting soccer analysis right there from uh, from the great Thomas Costello. You can read a lot of his uh, oh, hard-hitting soccer analysis uh, as he writes on such glorious websites as Massive Report and Land Grand Holy Land, and as he covers the WPSL for the season. Yeah, 
Pretty excited. I'm, I'm trying to get an interview with one of the WPSL players who is actually a goalkeeper for the Peruvian national team who is about to be playing in the Copa. Um, I'm trying to get an interview, but I'm trying to get her to answer um, an email while she's in Peru. Kind of tough. So I'm not going to push the issue, but pretty cool experience if I'm able to get that um, for folks in the world. That would be pretty rad. And we will finish with a Felix question. Um, that is a fantastic Simpsons reference. Um, have you ever stayed up all night eating 64 slices of American cheese? I have eaten my fair share of cheese, but not, not 64 pieces. I am, um, I'm lactose, um, over tolerant. I eat way too much of it. Um, and except for when I, if I'm drink, if I'm drinking a lot, which I don't drink a lot now, drinking a lot. And my love of cheese is a very bad combination <laughs> I that I found. But, um, when I'm not drinking, I, I eat cheese like, Every day for lunch, I had cottage cheese, and I've eaten two cheese sticks already today before lunch. And You're like Urkel. Yeah, got any cheese? What do you think, Robbie? You ever stayed up uh, eating sixty-four I, slices? I've not stayed up eating sixty-four slices, but I also like Thomas quite enjoyed cheese. I've made a meal out of cheese before, you know, but like, ah, uh-huh. yeah, I've ate okay or cheese platter as a meal before, but like. I've never eaten, I guess I'd say equivalent of 64 slices. I don't know. So mm. maybe. You right. know what? I think this is uh, the an upcoming charity fundraiser we're going to do where we're going to each eat 64 slices of cheese. Oh my gosh. People are going to pay to watch it. Um, I'm not going to shit for a week after that. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be rough. Um, See, I drink so much coffee though to offset the cheese that I do poop true. regularly. I, I drink a ton of coffee too. That's that is you know what that's true as well. Um, yeah. And yes, I love cheese as Thomas is, likes to uh, likes to say all the time. I'm a hipster bastard who loves a good uh, cheese board. So mm. Sh- call it what you really call it, Brian. Don't call it a cheese board. A charcuterie board. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, Alyssa got, a new, Alyssa got a new job last week. How did we celebrate? We went and got charcuterie boards. Long walk, short pier. Go. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's delicious, man. So that's all the questions we it's have. Call the meat and cheese tray, all right? No. Like cut up some craft. Get some, get some kielbasa. Just cut it up. That's a meat and cheese tray. It's not charcuterie, all right? It's like adult Lunchables. That's what I've heard it called. Adult Lunchables. This is hipster adult Lunchables. I mean, it's delicious. I don't hate a good charcuterie, you know. So, like, Thank why you, are Rob. like, why are you have like walnuts on there? Some shit. Like, why do you have like, because... some random fruit on there? Get that out of there. We just want the meat and cheese. <laughs> because you, you, it's an experience, Thomas. You want to, you want to taste <laughs> all the different flavors. You if you're just show, please. <laughs> if you're just eating cheese or just eating uh, salami. <laughs> You know, you don't get the full experience. That sounds no eating just cheese and salami. That's my childhood. That's like I have fond memories of eating just salami and cheese. Thank you very much. I used to when I was a kid, I would eat like I would get a pack of crackers and like a uh one of those blocks of cheese and just a knife. Oh, and which is like cut off chunks of cheese. 
and would end up eating like half the, <laughs> the block of cheese. Whenever you know you hit the teenage years, and especially for boys, like it's just nothing in the house. If it's not like if it's not bolted down in the house, it could be eaten. Like anything gets eaten. My mom would go to the grocery store and buy like a pound of cheese from the deli. Like actually, like they slice it, they put it on the thing. She would bring it home from the grocery store, and literally the next day. I had eaten all of it and she would be so she tells me to this day it's been 19 years since I've lived with my mother when I was about 18 or 19 I I was like peace out (laughs) I was gone and since I've lived on my own she still reminds me 19 years later that I ate whole pounds of cheese when she got them from the grocery store and I don't have any regrets I have no shame with it no Uh, actually when, when this is over I'm getting cheese. I'm getting cheese once we're done talking. Actually, I think there's some baby bells in the fr- in the fridge. I think I'm gonna go. Uh, Those are go dangerous. Tear, go tear up a baby bell myself. The only the only thing that's tough about the baby bells that slows me down is all the packaging and stuff you got to get through to eat one of them. Just eat the rubber. <laughs> Just eat Just that eat like <laughs> that like wax coating that's on the outside of it. Just... Here, here's the insider tip too. If you like eating shredded cheese, I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to have people judge me. If you eat shredded cheese, what you do is you buy a pack of pepperoni. You put one piece of pepperoni on your index finger, one on your thumb, and you pick up cheese with the pepperoni. And then you ha- you eat it like that. You mm. should patent that. You should patent that. That, that is, I'm tell you something. That's next level. That's like the, that's like once I figured out that I could, um, take a handful of cereal and put it in my mouth and then just take a, like a swig of, from a glass of milk. Well, what's his name? Cody did that in step by step. Cause he would put milk in his mouth and then he would squeeze chocolate syrup and he would squeeze and he would swish it around. Do you remember that from step by step? Step by step, day, day by day. day, fresh start over. Yeah. Patrick Duffy and Suzanne Summers. And that Cody That's guy nice. ended up like, I think he like, abused his wife or something like that <laughs> in real life and the show's going dark now all right guys well on that note let's uh let's go ahead and get the show wrapped up we appreciate okay, women's you. sports matter tatum malazzo interview if you still listen to this entire show why stop it now <laughs> and go listen to the women's sports matter episode with tatum malazzo because um, it's not out yet we're recording the night before it comes out but it's probably going to be amazing player it's of the month too by the way 100 percent gonna be better than this show team of the month Um, sorry she was in team of the month i'll stop talking team of the month let's be honest thomas we saw that coming from the beginning i think we've been on the tatum last year we've been on the tatum train for a long time now when we saw her put amy rodriguez in in her back pocket we were like she has no fear she has no fear whatsoever she is yeah we we've noticed this from last year get on board folks welcome to the bandwagon we're driving it Mm. Mm, we bandwagon. bandwagon yep i didn't say it but hell yes now i said it <laughs> hell yes so follow us on social media we're at bryant and me on both twitter and instagram as i pull my headset off uh that's that's at bryant and me again on both twitter and instagram you can follow thomas he's at one thomas costello on both platforms i am at pickle chip only on instagram that's replace the eyes with ones 
Robbie, how can folks find you on uh, social media if they want to? You can find me on the Instagram at Robbie.Rogers11 and on Twitter at ROBROG1115. Perfect. So get out there. Sync those up, buddy. Get out there and follow Robbie. Make sure that you're uh, getting all the goodness that he has to offer as well. Please tell your friends about the show. Tell your family, your coworkers, neighbors, enemies, random people that you meet on the street. Your alumni association at Florida State or LSU. Or um, Penn State or whatever, or whatever university you went to, or whatever high school you went to, or middle school, or um, call up just some. I'm really active in my elementary school alumni. Call up some of your old like preschool chums and just be like, hey, remember when we used to eat paste together? Had nap tell- pads next to each other. We used to both nap next to each other. Let Do you love podcasts? About- let, me tell- let me tell you, you about this podcast. Like, in a pyramid scheme, like <laughs> you Brian- tell two friends about the podcast. They'll tell two friends about the podcast. Bryant and me, we're not a pyramid scheme yet. <laughs> what was the tagline that um person noob gave us last week? I don't understand any of the words that you just said. <laughs> Brian me, I don't understand any of the words you just said. Brian me, we're not a pyramid scheme. Yet. Yet. We're going to turn this thing into a pyramid scheme one of these days. All right, guys, on that note, take care of yourselves. Take care of your mental health. Take care of one another. Have a great week. We love every single one of you. Let's go Red Stars. Adios. They can't see your thumbs up, Robbie. This is an audio podcast for the love of God.